one. Welcome everyone to another episode. No. <laughs> Dang, the other one dropped. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of Elbows Tight Podcast. This is your host, Travis and John. John, how you doing today? Doing pretty good, man. How you doing? I am doing fantastic. It's a little bit of a different um, recording time for us today. It is 6 p.m. on Sunday. You guys will be hearing this on Monday at 3 a.m. if you're listening to it right when it drops. So uh, I got to turn around and get this thing up done <laughs> right now. So, but other than that, how you doing, John? I'm good, man. It's, it's been a busy weekend. That's why we're kind of late today. Yeah, I know. It's been like freaking crazy, man. You know, last week was interesting. We were both sick, so we couldn't really train last week. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd be interested to see what everyone thinks. Do you go train if you're congested and worried about getting everyone else sick? Or, you know, what do you do? Yeah, that's a good point because both of us weren't like necessarily super sick, but we both had like uh, kind of like sinuses were messing up and I don't know, I just didn't feel like 100%. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to train. And then it was progressively every day this week, it was like the same thing. But over you know, if this was again. a couple of years ago, we'd have went and trained. Like <laughs> you'd have been like, oh, whatever, I'm sick. They'll get over it. But look, now I like, now you like look at it a little different in the post COVID era. Now you're right? like the, the Rona has you just yeah. like completely like is is I don't think people are people definitely frown upon it even more now to not train when you're sick. Yeah, you don't want to be not that even guy. like you're like, hey man, um, I just want to let you guys know I'm I'm positive for the Rona, and they're like, well, you did you you trained with everyone? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I didn't feel good when I went to train, but I didn't. You don't want to be that. Yeah, guy. yeah. You don't want to be the guy that you're like. Oh man, I haven't felt good in like two weeks, but I, I think I'm at the tail end of it. Good thing I've been training the entire time to help push it out of my body. <laughs> Look, when we're doing warm ups and I see somebody sneeze, I'm not I'm not partnering with them the whole class. I'm like I'm like, nope, mm -mm, staying away. I don't even want to be in the same circle. You're like you're like sit there like, excuse me, did did you just sniffle? Yeah, if I see someone like coughing in their sleeve and shit, I'm like, uh uh, get the hell out of here. I'm that, not trying to get sick right now. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm the same way, and that's why I was kind of like, I was talking to one of our friends, Chris, and. Um, I was like, man, I've been like kind of not feeling very good this week, so uh, I don't think I'm going to train today. And he's like, you know, um, it used to be back in the day, as long as you weren't like dying from sickness, right? You could just people would be like, oh, it's okay, yeah, go train. But now it's like, um, no, you have a, a one degree elevated yeah. temperature. You better not show up six miles in the radius of the freaking of the gym. So yeah, you just used to wrap. Wrap that ringworm up or that staph infection and hit the mat. Mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> right, Jack? Oh. <laughs> no, yeah. like that bastard. Yeah. No, that's like um that's like one of those things now is like if I'm not feeling a hundred percent, there's like I just feel like there's not um a good enough reason to go train if I'm not if I feel like one, I'm just not a hundred percent and then two, like if there's a risk of getting other people like sick. But the only the only caveat to that is I get pretty bad allergies during the summertime you or do. whatever. So you absolutely do. So it's kind of like well, if it's allergies, then I'll go. But mm -hmm. I'll pick my partner only as John. That way, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the whole time I'm like, <laughs> they'll just start carrying masks in my bag and giving them to people if they look sick before we roll. You know they don't do anything. But no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for another topic. So, but how's sure. training been going besides this week, John? Uh, good, good. Been going three or four times a week. Um, it feels good. I feel like kind of back to normal at this point. How's your recovery been going? Well, with all our good products, I feel like recovery has been going pretty good. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I felt uh lately. I think we did what three? I did like three times last week, maybe four times. 
Um, and I, I definitely felt the fourth class by the end of it. I was like, oh man, but, um, yeah, I definitely feel like my recovery has been a little bit better lately. The babies haven't been sick. I've been getting more sleep. I feel like sleep is so underrated that people don't even realize how much it plays into your recovery, you know, and then also water consumption. Like those two things, if you, we, we often get messages on Instagram and, and YouTube and stuff like that where people are like, oh man, how do you guys recover? What's the best way to recover? You know, and I, I tell them, I'm like, look, it's pretty simple. Like uh, drink, drink water and sleep are the bare minimum. And then other than that, you know, it's like a good protein or, you know, mm-hmm. creatine monohydrate like Kieran told us and, and uh, Chad Wesley Smith and, you know, all these nutrition guys. Um, but it's like your sleep. Don't don't underrate the sleep. It's right. hard for me right now too because of the kids. But. Oh, I'm sure, and it's game changer for me. Um, I don't know how many listeners we have that telework, but I'm kind of new to that gig, so I telework on Thursdays and Fridays. But I'm gonna tell you right now that extra sleep I get, you know, after training Wednesday and you can't sleep, and I'm like, dang man, now I get to like I get to work at six. I used to have to get up at four to be at work at six. And telework days, that alarm is set for 5.58. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, what a game changer, man. If you could do that every day, like going to class, I'm not near as tired, and I don't stress about how much sleep am I going to get for the next day. It's, it's nice. Yeah, that'd be really nice. I could wake up every morning at around uh, 3 to 3.30 in the a.m. to get to work by 5, and then I work typically nine-hour days, um, and that hurts. Sometimes that hurts really bad. <laughs> People are like, why do you get up so early? Look, work's only 12 miles away, but the way we have to park, logistically yeah. walk in, it just, that's what you got to do. It's legit an hour to, well, for where I work at now, it's about f- just under 40, 45 minutes to get to the office. But it's, I mean, it's a t- technically for me to get to the base, it's like a 10, 15 minute drive to get to the base. But then I got to go even further, drive in the base. I got to walk. And, you know, I'm like, geez, this is just, it just adds up so quickly when, when you, you have Think to of stop those people everywhere. that sleep in their cars. They get to work yeah, early yeah, enough get, to find yep. a parking spot so they can sleep in their car. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, but, you know, I've been, I've been, thinking about going to switching from 5 a.m. to go to the 6 a.m. and wake up a little bit earlier or wake up a little bit later in the morning and, you know, help out around the house in the morning and whatnot and then work my hour of overtime in the afternoon. But then I'm like, oh, I'm going to get home so much later in the afternoon. Like the relative, right? Like we're complaining about 3.30 in the afternoon being late for work. But um, Well, I mean, here, you know, uh, especially in the winter, it's dark by 4. Yeah. So, it's you know, it's got an impact. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You get to work... (laughs) Shoot, I get to work at 5 a.m. right now, and it's dark outside, and I leave work at 2.30, and it's freaking almost dark outside already. Mm-hmm. Do you think that impacts uh, going to class some days? You're just tired? Oh, like Absolutely, man. Just you, not wanting to do it. it. It's hard when, you know, in the summertime, you're motivated because the days are so long. You have so much sunlight. Um, but then in the wintertime, we have so little sunlight. It's hard to be motivated when we get off of work to sit <laughs> around for, you know, two hours. And then it's already dark outside by the time we leave. You know what I mean? So then it's like, holy crap, I got to freaking also go sit and, you know, drive in this dark weather. I'm already getting kind of tired and this and that. So, yeah, it definitely plays for me. What about you? Well, I know uh, some strategies I've used in the last couple of weeks. Is oh, really? How's this? Let's I don't stay this. at the house. So I get home, and if I can't keep myself busy, that means, like, no sitting down at all. So if, if there's laundry to do or dishes, feed the dogs, whatever, I'll do that. 
and then I just leave and I go to the gym. Ah. Even if I have to wait around at the gym, I know I'm there, so I'm gonna, I'm not going to leave. Smart, smart. But if I sit at the house for that two hour, two and a half hours, then, then it gets really difficult to find the motivation to go. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. And it's hard to, like I always bring up the kids, it's not like I'm, I'm using them as an excuse to not go to jiu-jitsu, but it is a difficult thing sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh man, I got to freaking, the kids are acting crazy right now and I got to leave and it's, you know, wrapping up for bedtime and it's like, it just adds up. You know, so, so much fun to make, but man, are they a lot of work. <laughs> like, you know, the best 15 seconds of your life to make them and then, then you got years yeah, you of got 45 minutes of crying, but it's like. <laughs> No, yeah. <clears throat> I can't wait for my kids to get into jiu-jitsu. Uh, I'm definitely going to get Kale. He's a little ham hock right now to get him into jiu-jitsu when he can. He's two years old. He turns three in October. And so I think it's three or four is when... Is that the first thing you're going to put him in? I'd do like hmm. gymnastics first. Yeah, I was thinking... I. Um, I don't want to put him in like football right away or something like that. Like a, But yeah, probably like... Um, because gymnastics they start, I think, younger than they can start at jujitsu, and they'll start learning that body movement and things yeah. like that. Yeah, they build that that super mm-hmm. strong body awareness through that. And um, you know, I think gymnastics is such a a cool thing too. Um, I mean, we grow we we in our jujitsu gym or our CrossFit gym. It used to be attached to a, a, a gymnastics gymnastics school, and it was super cool seeing these kids like flip and doing bars mm-hmm. and stuff like that and um i always always had a big aspiration or a big um um what's the word i'm looking for admiration for the gymnast and the kids that are in there because a lot of them kids are just like crazy athletic mm-hmm. for you know eight nine years old you're sitting there watching them thinking to yourself holy crap how are these kids doing it you know yeah it's like uh i remember watching that up on the second deck you could really watch yeah. the whole class and I remember the first time I really saw that, I was like, man, that's actually a pretty intense workout. Like, those guys get beat up, guys and girls, kids. Like, you could see it. They're bruised up. They're sprained. Yep. That was like the same thing when I started going to watch um, the kids that practice for cheer, you know? Mm. Like, they work out, you know? They're yeah. doing a lot of stunting, and it reminded me a lot of that. I was pretty surprised. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, people understand like what gymnastics looks like and whatnot, but when you see it in person, it just puts mm-hmm. it in such a completely different aspect of like in awe and athleticism. You know, it's it's crazy to see these kids flipping and whatnot. You know, and then you know their their flexibility and whatnot. It truly lends like Riley. We always talk about Riley. She you know is a former gymnast, and so her flexibility is just crazy. And you know it really it really helps with jujitsu too. Sometimes Billy's really flexible too. I think I think it was Billy that said it one time um, on the subject of flexibility. He was talking about how uh, I shouldn't listen to this back in the day. How he was like kind of hesitant on telling people not to use their strength during jujitsu because he said it's an unfair advantage for me for them to say don't use your strength when people can't turn off their flexibility. Or like what other natural gifts they have. That's true. <clears throat> Which I thought was really interesting, right? Because using your strength in jujitsu helps to a certain point, right? It's it's not like it's a it's a catch all. You know what I mean? Like we often hear, you know, don't use strength, don't use strength, but strength is an aspect of jujitsu. Flexibility is an aspect mm-hmm. of jujitsu, right? But I think the biggest problem, especially a lot of new practitioners have, is they don't know how to apply their strength in a 
calm and reserved fashion, right? They're just like gripping and ripping. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 something to think about. Not only that, but I mean, how long can you really use it for a new person? Maybe a, a couple rounds, and yeah, not very your long. Your forearms are going to be locked up. You'll learn like uh, it hurts more to hold the grip to just let it go. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and you you think like if I hold this person to me, they're not going to be able to submit me, but really they're just sitting there waiting for you to die. So mm-hmm. can, I'll just hold just my breath, man. You. Just gonna hold my breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but hey, recently we've had some pretty good interviews. What were our last two interviews? We had uh, David, and then who was before after da- or before David? Do you remember? Yeah, way to put me on the spot. Like I remember, I remember names like that. Was it Shane? It was Shane, right? I think so. Yeah, those are pretty good interviews. The only reason I say this is because we batch record. Like typically, we'll have you know we'll do a couple episodes together, and then you know so it's. The way the episodes come out isn't the way that they're recorded typically. That's so. <laughs> true. But these are uh, David's episode. Our most recent one was super fun. Um, just a l- little recap on that. Some of the highlights for me, though, was uh, like I just put that Instagram post out about how he compared uh, an ayahuasca retreat to like a jujitsu seminar. I thought that was really cool. Um, and then his like just love for wanting to help people is is super cool to to see in someone too. You know what I mean? Yeah, not only that, but I liked hearing someone that was in a profession medically um, that could relate to the injuries that we go through. Oh, yeah. And we talk about that a little bit in the podcast, that it's kind of a, it's very difficult, at least for me, when I'd go to the doctor and I'm trying to explain what's going on, and they're like, whatever, just stop doing jujitsu. That's the problem. I'm like, that's not the problem. That's not what caused the injury. That, but, you guys are literally just telling me something just to tell me it. Yeah, you're yeah, like, you're yeah. not actually paying attention to what I have to say. Yeah, and I remember when I first started going to a chiropractor, part of my Google searches, right, was trying to find one that was uh, that dealt with sports injuries because I mm. wanted someone, and I found someone in uh, Port Orchard that dealt with like uh, wrestling, things of that nature, and they used to do it. So I was like, cool, I'm going to go there because he'll understand some of the problems I'm having. And I ended up going with uh, Johnny johnny's recommendation from his wrestling partner in high school who has a chiropractic clinic he knew right was going on when i'd go in there today's episode of elbows tight podcast is brought to you by the amino coat john go ahead and tell the listeners at home a little bit about amino coat so i'm using heal uh, it's to help with recovery it's 100 science backed what i like about it is it triggers lean muscle growth and repair four times more efficiently than any other protein source it reduces muscle atrophy and improves physical function after surgery it helps maintain a healthy inflammatory response by acting mTOR. Um, I highly recommend everyone go to AminoCo, look it up online, check out the science back details. It's all there. So far, I really like it. It tastes great. It mixes easy. And uh, I'm looking forward to using it for a couple months. If you guys want to check out Heal and check out the science, go to AminoCo.com slash elbows tight. Once again, that is aminocode.com slash elbows tight and use code elbows tight at checkout for 30% off. Every new purchase does get a free gift as well. Thank you, Aminoco, for sponsoring this episode. Do you feel, this is kind of maybe a touchy subject to some, but I feel that chiropractic is kind of psychosomatic. Like, I think we get the initial relief of a readjustment air quotes but then afterwards, typically we don't do the things that we need to in order to keep that alignment in 
in check. You know what I mean? Do you feel, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like it actually made a difference with you or do you feel like you just did it and mentally it made you feel Well, better? I think you'd have to go off your experience. So I went to a chiropractor. My back was given out all the time. This was back uh, early 2000s. I'd go to brush my teeth and when I'd lean over the, the sink, my back would give out. Mm. So my back was just given out all the time and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I went and saw a chiropractor. What I didn't like about that initial visit is they're like trying to set me up for 50,000 appointments. You had to get all these appointments set, and that's not what I wanted. But he did his adjustments, and my back felt good. Like I was actually kind of lightheaded when I left. Then I went on vacation for three weeks. Immediately after that, did not go back to work. I was on vacation for three weeks. Went back to work one day. My back started giving out. Wow. Um, Come to find out it was my chair in the office oh so whatever he did did fix the problem then when i went back to work and i started using the chair again my back started giving out so that was one thing um when we started jujitsu i was having a lot of rib problems remember when we first started we yep, had like yep. uh, some that big guy that had the stripe when none of us knew nothing oh jesus that guy was huge my, my ribs were destroyed and um the only thing i think of was going to see a chiropractor again so like i just told you guys i did that surge had a recommendation went in and the first thing I told him was, look, I don't want 50 million appointments. This is the pain I have. I don't want, I, I just want you to look at it. Let's fix it. I don't want, and he told me, he's like, look, we'll fix it. Um, if you want to come back, come back. We won't set up a bunch of appointments. I went in, he did some adjustments on my ribs. And when I say it felt like somebody took a knife and shoved it between the back of my shoulder blades, that's what it felt like before I'd go in there. Wow. So he'd work on it, work on it. And I went. I think twice a week, it was always the day after a class because my ribs hurt so much. And after about four weeks of him just adjusting them, adjusting them, I didn't have the rib problem anymore. And, you know, I take my daughter there now um, with her gymnastics. She has a lot of neck problems. She likes going. If the agreement I have with him, if, if I feel like I need an adjustment, I just call him up, set up an appointment, and I go in. He does an adjustment, and that's it. So at this point, he might see me once every six, seven weeks. He doesn't feel like he's just trying to take money from me. No, that's interesting. I I haven't gone to a Cairo since, man, I don't even know since we lived, since we, before we moved in this area, and uh, it was, it was interesting going there. Um, I did feel relief. I'm, I'm not saying that he didn't do anything, but I did, I did feel relief when he was readjusting me, but I, I, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was like, is, is this like such a temporary thing that it, you know, it kind of gets you addicted to that feeling of relief to where now you need to go back and back and back, you know what I mean? Instead of your, I feel like to better explain it. I feel like it's kind of, uh, it's, it's not a, it's not adjusting the root cause of what your pain is. It's kind of helping you relieve the symptoms, whatever the pain is. So you are you saying, saying it, or, or am I thinking it's like a placebo effect? Yeah. So uh, this would be my answer to that. If I, if anyone feels relief or you feel better, placebo or not, it worked. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. It's just weird to me because the, it's not like they're cheap. You know what I mean? And. You, if you talk to like a PT, I'm, I, we should have brought this up to, oh, that was a good, man, maybe I'll talk to David on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, a lot of PTs don't like chiropractics because, one, they stroke people out more than PTs do. If you don't know this, PTs can actually do adjustments on you as well. Um, and if you don't know what stroke out means, it means when they adjust your neck, they kill you. <laughs> yeah, and I actually brought that up like the first time I would went in there. 
Because, you know, I read the same stuff. And I was like, hey, man, like, take it easy on the neck. That yeah, you ain't trying to die. Yeah, we were watching videos. Uh, quick side ramble. We were watching videos of this dog chiropractic hmm. guy. And, uh, Was his name I, Caesar? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but it was crazy because he would, like, uh, you know, crack the dog's necks. And they he would, like, slowly let them go. And the dogs would, like, turn and look at him. Like, what did you just do? Yeah, what the hell is going That's on around here? Um, no, and like I have knee problems from from the military, and you know it when he adjusted my knees, like it, it. I'm not gonna lie, it did feel better, but um, I just don't think Cairo was what I needed for my knees because it's more of a tendon thing. And he tried to do the best he could to help with the inflammation right. of my tendon and whatnot, but it just wasn't his specialty. So I don't know. Maybe if I had a different issue, maybe I should go back now because I have, I'm have. i starting to have a little bit more back issues again. Yeah, if, and you, have, if you have the same insurance as me, it's $6 a visit. I mean, that's not... Six? Yeah, I pay six bucks. Like, oh, my God. No problem. I'll keep going. Like, you know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, here's my bottle of water. <laughs> uh, no problems with here, it. Here goes my two energy yep. drinks later. Yep. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, that's like one of those things. If you guys go to Cairo's at home, how how do you guys feel about it? Do you feel like it actually helps out, or do you feel like it's you know it's it's black magic? It's not it's not really it doesn't really do anything. My microphone's like falling all over the place, probably because I keep readjusting it. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just those are it's just one of those things too. Like you know, some people sign up for physical therapist for jujitsu, and they sign up for a massage therapist and whatnot. And I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of massage therapist either, typically because it hurts. Oh, you're talking about the sports massage. Yeah, like like you know, they Deep get tissue. in there with their elbows and you're yeah. like Yeah. You see John had something called like scalping done a few weeks oh ago. Oh my gosh. Dude. He showed me like he was all bruised up from them scraping it on him and I was like, Yeah, that I don't know how horrible. people do that. It's like cupping. You know, people they get the suction cups mm-hmm. on them. Oh my God! If you have, well, I'm asking a lot of questions to the audience today. Please DM us if you've had scalping or is it scalping or scraping? I'm not sure. Scraping or scalping or whatever from the PT, and if you've had suction cups done, because I've had friends that had you know suction cups done and they swear by it, right? But I don't know. It just doesn't look very. Is that the one where they like fun to me? Is there smoke involved or anything? Do they like light some? It? Some of them is like a hand pump. They'll hand pump a cup on you, uh, and then some of them, what they'll do is they'll put a fire yeah, inside of it and then of. suction cup it mm. to you. Um, both of them are just interesting things. It's supposed to help bring you know blood, blood to the surface and rejuvenate and whatnot. Um, I don't know if it actually does anything, but it's crazy to see people on in the UFC with like gigantic circular bruises all over their body. Yeah, I mean, it looks wicked, but if it works, it works. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, right? So... What are your plans coming up for training, John? Do you got any ideas of things that you want to do now that you're kind of getting back into the swing of things? Mm-hmm. You know, I bought you that Marcelo Alon- or that Marcelo Garcia butterfly. I've inst- been using it. You're talking about the one on uh, BJJ, BJJ Fanatics? Fanatics? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used your login. I used it the oh, other day. Oh, did you? Yep. Then I saw I stumbled across that um, old man one by uh, Tom DeBloss. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want to get that. And I was like, but, you know. Yeah, I tagged I tagged you in it on Instagram, and you should definitely check it out. Tom DeBloss is super cool. He's uh yeah. I watched the free little demos they had of it, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get that. I was actually um some of it some of it I got like um probably a good fifteen minutes of content for free that I went and tried to use right away in the gym. Um, obviously, I need to watch it again because I was just getting smashed and I was trying <laughs> to get in there. But uh, I I like it a lot. 
Yeah. Do you feel like you're now seeking out more information for, you know, like an older practitioner, or are you still looking for information to just better your jujitsu game? Uh, definitely for older, but normally um, what I'm really looking for is uh, energy management where I don't have to like fight so much. And when I say fight so much, everybody's probably thinking the same thing. But for the people that are older, you probably know what I mean when you're 45 going up against some 19-year-old. Their energy <laughs> output is just way more than I have currently yeah. in the tank. So what I'm looking for is something where I can get submissions while I'm in some type of – while I've got them in some type of guard or s- sneaky submissions. You know, I like those a lot. Um, basically, that's why I've really been looking at toe holds a lot, right? Because I can oh. always get a wrist and I can always get a toe. So I'm like, because if like, I'm folded tickle, up, tickle, tickle. generally I may end up folded up with these behemoths with all this energy on top of me, and I can only grab a foot or a hand. Yeah. That's why I look at that. Something to where they just make a split-second mm-hmm. mistake, and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and, and grab the crap out of this and yeah. hopefully hopefully get something out of it. Yeah, that's interesting. That's that's mainly what I'm looking at, that kind of stuff. I'm not looking at anything where you got to be like super flexible. You know, I'm not. You don't want to do no buggy chokes? Yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. You know, I've been looking at ways to tighten up the triangle. You know, by using your arm and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just things like that where I can be a little bit more efficient while not being as flexible. What did what did I get you in the other day? Where you were? Was it a triangle? And you instantly were like going for that triangle defense. Yeah, yeah. I watched uh, uh, Maliki one of his videos, and it was like triangle defense. And I was like, man, I forgot all about that. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of his lately. He's been really big on um. My Facebook feed right now. Um, yeah. A lot of good stuff. Man, he just posted one today. I don't know if you saw it. Maliki Friedman, if you guys don't follow him, he's like the mad scientist. He invented like Heisengarden. And his stuff is just great. He's also was like <clears throat> episode like 30 of our podcast too. But today he posted three no-nos of the gym. And the first one was I, I, not I, wearing, yeah. no bare feet in the bathroom, which I thought was, you know, typical. But then two was no no steroids in the, in, the in the academy or the bathroom. And then number three was don't leave your stinky geese in, in the bathroom uh, or in the lockers. And I, I commented on his post. I'm like, man, you mean to tell me I can't acai and Jesus in your locker room? I, I like his instructionals. I like the Dude, way he, yeah. he, I like the way he talks through positions. So it's yeah. an easier way for me to learn it. I don't like when someone's... I don't want to say too much attention to detail, but I just like the broader overview. He shows it. He moves into the positions. He's a lot of, um, if it works, it works. And I, yeah. and I like that. Yeah, Kenny Cornelius lately has been posting uh, on social media like things to make your <clears throat> your academy and teaching better. Sorry, I'm getting like a dry throat right now. And uh, one of the things he talks about is like over-explaining or just talking too much as an instructor. And... Uh, I haven't really ran into this with any of our instructors. I feel like we typically have pretty good um, people that aren't going to sit there and want to hear themselves talk for too long. But I definitely have heard some horror stories of people where, you know, there's like one technique takes like 15 minutes to explain. Yeah. Well, and the good thing about anything online, the instructionals, is they don't need to over-explain it. We can pause. We can hit rewind. Yeah. You know, you can slow it down. You know, so I, I like that. Yeah, when, like when we used to watch uh, Roy Dean, mm-hmm. and we would just like sit there, pause, rewind, sit there, pause, rewind, and then freaking be able to to try to break it down as much as possible. Yeah, and I really like the ability to download to the phone. That helps out a lot, especially at, you know at our gym where they have horrible service. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like 
I feel like I kind of like stepped away from being a complete student like we used to be in the aspect of I'm not really seeking information really at all anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what I am seeking is refreshers. Mm. Uh, you know, I like, yeah, I've seen it before, but, you know, I've been off the mats for quite some time, so I need these refreshers. And then, like, I, like I've mentioned it before in a, a couple of previous episodes, it's easier for me now when I go to class because the information's already in my head. Yeah. Sometimes I just need that little refresher. And then yeah. when I see it, then it's all coming back to me. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Whenever we, like, revisit a technique in class, I'm like, man, there's so many details that I completely freaking forgot about. Like, like uh, you know, closing a triangle up or getting in deep half or going for, like, a scissor sweep or, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, not not necessarily saying I remember all that stuff. But, you know, there's, like, all these little finute details in everything that we do in jiu-jitsu. It's just crazy to think about. Like, we could do a technique <clears throat> 10,000 times. And I could still forget how to do one little aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I really like refreshing. I'm, uh, you know, I know a lot of people can write down, and they like write it down in journals and stuff. I've tried that, but um, I've always found that if I'm writing it down, I'm not really paying attention, and I have a harder time remembering whatever was taught. So I'd rather just pay attention the entire time. It's just easier for me than just refresh later. All right, John. Well, so... What 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 are you looking forward to the most coming up? Any anything specific that you want to tell people at home about? Oh, I can't think of anything specific, honestly. Uh, I think I'm. I mean, I'm toying with the idea, maybe, possibly, that if you compete in November, I would compete one more time in November. But that's only if you're going to do it. If you're not doing it, then I'm out. What? Yeah, what yeah. idea? Where did this come from? Now you asked me if there's anything out. <laughs> you threw it out there. So I was like, maybe, maybe just November. Once. That's kind of far out there. Exactly. Why, why so long? Because that gives you a lot of time to mentally prepare. Yeah, that's what nine months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I was. I'm. I've. I've been toying with the idea a lot more lately. Um, I follow this one guy on Instagram, and he talks about how for your first competition you shouldn't cut weight. Just do whatever weight class you naturally walk around at you know don't don't think don't even concern yourself with it just get the jitters out of the way and and just do it to the best of your ability at your like natural weight and so i was thinking like man that's a great idea like but i'm afraid the guys i'm gonna i'm gonna roll against are gonna be big muscular dudes that just absolutely destroy me but i don't know we'll see yeah like i said that's many months away you know i might get close to that and then feel like i can't do it i don't know but i'm just toying with it yeah, yeah, understand. What, and what, we got a lot of good interviews coming up for the podcast lately. I just want to let you guys know we are booked until mid-March. John and I only record Sundays, but we're booked every weekend until mid-March. So, And we have a lot of good people to talk to coming up, too. I'm super excited for you guys to hear these upcoming episodes, too. So so let us know if you have any questions, anything that you've been uh, letting simmer that you wish we'd ask. Yeah, I'll probably post a couple Instagram stories like leading up to each person to gauge if you guys have any questions for them. Our guests aren't typically... We have a couple guests that are... Like, they're jiu-jitsu practitioners, but we're not we're not bringing, necessarily bringing them on for their jiu-jitsu knowledge, if that makes sense. Like, uh, like we have a, a psychiatrist coming up. We have, like, a sports anatomy guy. We have, like, a mental health guy. And you know they're they're jujitsu practitioners, but we're looking to gain something else out of our 
interview with them that isn't necessarily pure jujitsu talk. You know what I mean? So we're trying to give you guys the most value possible out, out of each person that doesn't just involve like, hey, how what is your finishing mechanics of an arm bar? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So really trying to make make every episode as valuable as possible to you guys. So, um, John, you got anything else? I don't. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching at home. Uh, remember, follow us, Elbows Tight, everywhere. F- subscribe to us on YouTube. And I don't got anything else. Remember, no oil checks here. Close. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.